There are so many supplements out there. How do you choose? If there was just one supplement that Trey and I would recommend, it's definitely Ningxia Red. We have consistently drank Ningxia every day since May of 2015. It's a whole body health and wellness supplement that's a powerhouse full of antioxidants and nutrition. Ningxia Red is made with pureed wolfberries, also known as goji berries, along with blueberry, plum, cherry, aronia, and pomegranate juices. These are very high in antioxidants that boost immunity and protect your body against oxidative stress. It also has food-grade essential oils like orange and lemon, yuzu, and tangerine. These provide an incredible dose of D-limonene. Trust me, Google that. This is just a two-ounce shot of liquid gold, and it supports your body for better energy and healthy cellular function. Why is that? Well, that's because you're getting antioxidants equivalent to eating like eight pounds of carrots and 16 whole oranges. Trust me, your liver and your eyes will thank you. If you'd like more information, visit my website, www.amycastles.com. What was the first thing that your mom would ask you before you'd go to bed at night? Did you brush your teeth? I don't know about you, but my mom always asked that. Since I was a kid, healthy gums and teeth have always been important to me. But after a lot of research, I figured out that there's actually a lot of junk in the commercial toothpaste. Everything from SLS to artificial flavors and colors, sweeteners even. And I didn't like the way that they didn't actually get my teeth super clean. I felt like they weren't really actually supporting good overall oral health. Well, I'm so excited to tell you about a product that I created in 2016. Sparkle Dust is a non-toxic, chemical-free tooth cleansing powder that instantly brightens and strengthens and remineralizes your teeth and your gums. It will leave your teeth feeling like never before. They will feel cleaner, smoother, and brighter. You will feel like you just left the dentist. I love that feeling. Sparkle Dust is made from nine different organic earth-sourced ingredients, including minerals and clays. It's a natural solution proven to get you the smile that you've always dreamed of. Learn more about Sparkle Dust by visiting my website at www.mysparkledust.com. It's time for a healthy dose of According to the Castles, the show where we talk about marriage, family, faith, health, nutrition, fitness, and so much more. And now, please welcome your hosts, Amy and Trey Castles. Hey, everyone. It's Amy Castles. And Trey Castles. And we have a very special guest, Dr. Brett Murphy. Hello. Dr. Brett Murphy is the owner and founder of the Woodlands Family Dental, the best dentist group in the Woodlands, voted many, many times over and over again. Dr. Brett Murphy went... Uh, to Texas A&M with a biomedical science degree, taught ninth grade for a little while, bless you. Now I know why you're so good with your kids. And after mission trips in uh, Guatemala with a dental group, uh, discovered that he wanted to be a dentist as well and found his calling. He went to the University of Texas dental branch in Houston, graduated top of his class, president. And uh, now he's traveling the world with his family. He's got the, the dental offices open in the Woodlands, three of them to be exact. They are my dentist. You can see does amazing work. You can see my teeth. Hello, hello. Uh, the absolute best dental work I've ever had. Thank you for coming on our show. We have a lot to talk about. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. First off, let's share what you're doing. Where are you and why are you there? Good question. Yeah, we'll start there. We are... Um... Well, three years ago, we decided to take a sabbatical where I was going to take some time off and be with my kids. I kind of got to a phase where I was seeing my friends have kids and they were going to college. And I felt like yesterday that their kids were my kids age. And and a few things just kind of lined up together where we thought, you know what, we're only going to have these kids for a little while. Let's invest into them and be with them. And so we took a year off and we had an incredible time. Um although it was super hard to unwind our life, which we kind of didn't take into account for. But when we got back, um, I was basically uh, seasick, if you will. I missed being out here. So we had this thought, hey, maybe we could go out and do it again while the kids are still young and still want to be around us and think we're cool. And uh, so we decided to look for another boat, and we found the boat. So we've been out for um, almost five months now on on this trip so we're still kind of extending the sabbatical if you will um to this trip so now we're in the virgin islands we started in texas and uh um we've made our way up almost two thousand miles to where we are right now and we're enjoying the beautiful clear caribbean water 
Just living it. the dream. We watch you on social media. We we followed you when you first picked up your boat, the the first Colette, because you've named your boat Colette. And we we saw you pick it up in Bordeaux, France, and go through Spain, cross over the Atlantic. And uh, that was right during COVID. And COVID had hit while y'all were on the boat. And right. I remember talking with Crystal, and I'm like, y'all aren't missing a thing. And you are not <laughs> missing anything back home. But what I've admired is seeing the, your family bond and watching your kids grow and have experience together, learning about culture, learning geography. They're learning history. You cannot learn about culture without learning history. And, the, right. and, and they're learning, they're getting this family bond with each other. I see the way that the boys interact with each other and with Ellie. I, it's it's just so refresh, refreshing. I love following y'all on social media, which is at, at Cruising Colette, by the way. That's right. Tell us about Guatemalan Smiles, because you guys recently, you, you, you anchored the boat in Puerto Rico and y'all flew over. Mm -hmm. So tell us about we Guatemalan did. Smiles. Oh, thanks for asking about that. I love talking about uh, mission trips because that's kind of what got me started and uh, has been a big inspiration in my life. And I'm happy to be at a point where I can model that for my kids and show them about mission trips. Um, so Guatemala Smiles is a uh, is a nonprofit mission group that uh, pretty much exclusively does dental work. And uh, we've got a place in Guatemala that we go that we've been to, I think, since 2011. So um, we're adding up the years. We had to skip two because of COVID, obviously. Um, and uh, we have students. So what we do, we have dentists from all over the world that come. We typically, uh, we've just got a new 21 chair clinic that we have set up, which makes it incredibly wonderful because we can see a ton of people. We also have a lot of dental students that come. So for me, I particularly enjoy it because I get to do what I love to do most is uh, mentoring and coaching uh, of young dentists. So the dental students, they come in and uh, the dentist, we pretty much look over several dental students as they're doing work as we work alongside them. Uh, so it gives you a chance for coaching and that kind of stuff. But we have dental students that come from uh, Baylor and Dallas, or actually it's Texas A&M system now, and then University of Texas in Houston. So it's a neat kind of camaraderie. It's a fun group in that regard. We get to bless a lot of people there, work on a lot of people. And uh, it's just a fantastic group. We've got some of the best mentors. This, this year, it just happened to be that um, one of the national directors for the Christian Medical and Dental Association came along with the president-elect of the Christian Dental Society. Um, and then we had several regional directors from Christian Medical and Dental Society, which were there, uh, Christian Medical and Dental Association, sorry. And so I'm sitting here like, wow, I'm surrounded by some awesome guys. And no doubt they're some of my, a couple of them are my mentors and a couple of others are now my mentors. Um, because when you get around guys like that, you just have to stick with them or not let them leave you <laughs> is the way I look at that. Yeah, that's so, the, that's the all-star list for your industry right there. Oh, it's so incredible, man. Cause yeah, to see faith lived out like in, in your profession is one of the coolest things ever. Cause there's obviously a different side of that and they're on the right side of it. So happy to be a part of that. Kudos for you for doing it. You know, people talk about it, but you're living it and, and that's inspiring. So that's, it's a testament to, to not only your hard work, but just your faith. Thanks. I kind of, I say I kind of fell into it because when I was in college, I was, I was going to be a, I thought I'd be a medical doctor or a pediatrician or an ER surgeon. I met a dentist, a friend of a friend, and he said, Hey, you need to come on a mission trip with me. He said, you don't need to be a medical doctor. You need to be a dentist. He's real bold. <laughs> Yeah, And so he, he's the guy I've been on, I, I think it's 18 trips now, but uh, that's how I got started. I just didn't let him leave me alone and kept uh, bothering him. So he kept accepting me. Y'all are doing about six to 700 children per year. You're, you're yeah. seeing about 700 children uh, patients per year, but not only are you doing that, I didn't realize that you are, you are training other dentists. Yeah. It's so fascinating to me. There, I have a lot of people that in my life and in our community that are truly doing kingdom work and they are, they're taking their God-given passion and their gifts that God gave them and they're using it 
in the community and doing the most amazing work. It brings, brings tears to my eyes just to see all these wonderful things happening in the world. And it's, um, I just, if more people would see that if they could use their gifts and their blessings, that God's just going to multiply, multiply millions of times over. And it's amazing. Yeah, I absolutely believe that. And, you know, if I could insert one thing, uh, it was interesting before the mission trip, one of the guys called me and he's in his late seventies. He's a retired colonel or West Point grad, just incredibly decorated, the most humble guy I've ever met also. And, and he was asking me um, about being on the boat and taking a year off and all this kind of stuff. Well, he must've heard something in my voice because he was charged to tell me that I needed to do mission work on the boat. And he's like the guru of portable dentistry. He did it. He helped uh, parachute, you know, military fly in so they could do medical work on, on SEAL teams and uh, all kinds of branches where they could get emergency medical and dental work um, via parachute. So crazy. So he connected me with all this, um, all these supplies because like you were talking about, it's like God gave you gifts. I feel like God gave me gifts to be a dentist. And earlier I had said that I'm not a mechanic. And I kind of wish I was on a boat sometimes, but that's not my <laughs> gift. <laughs> so on this trip, he brings me complete portable dental uh, equipment. So I've got a complete station set up that I can do all kinds of, we call it restorative or filling material, okay. uh, doing fillings, bonding, things like that. And, uh, and then surgery so we could do extractions. And we got all the kids trained up on the trip. They know how to sterilize. We have a little pressure pot that's kind of uh, rudimentary, but it's amazing how effective it works. And, and, uh, and when we got back, we had to use it almost right away with somebody that uh, one of our friends had a filling that fell out, actually a big hole in his tooth. And so mm-hmm. I was able to fix that. And it was a good trial run. We got to try out all of our material and, and we actually just used it a few days ago on a girl fell and, and busted her eye open. And, uh, so I was able to stitch her, stitch her eyebrow back up. So it was kind oh. of, kind of neat the way that that opportunity arise arose and came to life so yeah you're not a diesel mechanic you're you're a human mechanic you're you're taking care of all that stuff so when you're you're out in the community how can you how do you approach someone and if you you look at a little kid and be like hey i uh noticed (laughs) that a little might want to get that fixed hey come to my boat i mean how do you say (laughs) yeah well so um so we li- we just got back uh, maybe three weeks ago from the trip. So I haven't had opportunities to go on land, or I haven't made the opportunity, I should say, is a better way to put that, um, to to seek out. But the instructions that I was given from um, the gentleman I told you about, the military uh, dentist, was, I mean, you know, he said, "Hey, you just go to a marina and tell the dockmaster, hey, you know, I'm I'm a dentist, and if somebody needs my service, then I'm here to help." And and I've always thought I do dental work to make churches look good to kind of get a mouthpiece for the church um, so that we can, op- you know, we can operate um, do our, our services so that we bring people into the church and represent the church. Well, that's really the more of the function of what I do uh, as a dentist while I'm there. So I'm going to be seeking out opportunities that I can uh, go to churches and ask them if they need dental work and so maybe set up a day to, to bless the church or uh, represent them well. That's a really cool concept. I never thought of it that way. I love it. You know, the Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. And Mm -hmm. if you don't have good dental work, if you have teeth that are decaying, rotting out, or if you're in agonizing pain from an abscess, you're, you're so much, one, you're in so much agony that you're not speaking life. Uh, Number two, you're not going to smile as much as you would if you had confidence in your smile to speak, um, not to mention the bacteria that's coming from your mouth. I mean, how are you going to go up to someone and say, hey, can I hold your hand? Can I pray for you? And you're because you're not going to want your breath. I mean, there's just so much yeah. uh, just in this that just all encompasses once you start giving someone their smile back, you give them their voice yeah. back. That really is true. Yeah. There's a lot of factors to it. You definitely. So that brings me to my next, next question. Why? And I'm asking this question because many people do not go to the dentist regularly. 
Mm -hmm. Why is dental care so important? Whew. Golly. I mean, it's the gateway to the body. I mean, we can start there, you know. Um, it's it's a personal part of our life. You know, I always say, I say, we don't eat with people we don't know. Um, you certainly don't kiss people that you don't know. It's a, it's an important part of your, of your body. And I think people kind of get this persona that they've got it under control or, um, it, you know, since they know, they seem to know it so well with some little, um, air, what are these called? <laughs> right. Air quotes. Like, air quotes. Yeah. Some air quotes. They think they know it well. Um, that maybe they, that they, they don't need anybody's help. And then the other thing is that it, it, it can either hurt. It's either on or off. And there's, there's pain receptors in the mouth. We don't have a lot of other type of receptors. Uh, well, I could get real technical on that, but uh, we don't necessarily need to go there. But people think they have it under control. And certain things don't hurt, uh, like periodontal disease, gum disease, you know, uh, infections with the gum and the bones. So... If it doesn't hurt, people use the old adage, if it doesn't hurt, then it's probably not a problem. So, oh, okay. so I'm not a dentist fan. I'm a fan of you. I'm not a fan of going to the dentist. <laughs> um, and I, I'm that guy that I think I have it under control. I don't like going. I don't like sitting in the chair. I don't like the sound of the drill. But then when yeah. I go in there, it's like, okay, it wasn't anything that I had worked up in my head. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people have bad experiences when they're young and you know, our generation, especially, and actually the generation before us was terrible. I mean, and, and you think a couple of the generations before that, they didn't have anesthetic. And then a generation before that, I mean, 1930, people were dying of dental infections before antibiotics, before amoxicillin came out. Well, so, my dad, the, the experience we just, you know, experienced with my dad at 78, he had an abscess and it went untreated for almost three weeks and turned into an infection swelled up his mm -hmm. mouth, went into his body. I mean, he, he was, he was having all the same symptoms of a urinary tract infection and oh, he was delusional, dizzy, confused. And once we got that abscess removed within five days, it, it was just coming back to life. And it was just amazing yeah. how paralyzing that one thing could be. Uh, and it affected his entire body. Well, it, it could sepsis. It could have turned to sepsis. Yeah. And and then that infection would have spread and got through his whole body and that could have killed him. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And, and if, if it wasn't for, you know, Dennis, like yourself, he, the, the, the oral surgeon at the hospital brought him on kind of like a pro bono and literally pulled five teeth for him, uh, for a hundred dollars, um, at oh, his facility wonderful. and really took care of him. And, you know, it was a blessing that he came along when he did and we were able to do what we did with him. And that was just a couple weeks ago. So, Wow. Yeah. That's close to home. Oh yeah. Yeah. So this <laughs> is very, closer. very, um, very personal when it comes to dentistry on that end of it. Cause I, again, with the effects of having taken care of your mouth, when you don't do that, it, it can right. cause death. It can really take you out. Yeah. A hundred years ago, it was a, one of the top five leading causes of death. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. And I, and that I wasn't that long ago. No, that's not long ago. I have not a tip ago. for anyone listening. If you suspect that you have an abscess tooth or an elderly has an abscess tooth, it's going to look different for an elderly person versus someone who is younger and our age because we deal with pain differently than they do. Um, but if you just go to one of those little um, uh, like minute ready clinics on the side, they're going to prescribe you antibiotics and walk out the door. It's not sufficient enough. And it's really not going to help anything. It'll actually hurt you longer because it's going to be so temporarily or temporary. Uh, you've got to go see a dentist. Um, go see uh, the Woodlands Family Dental. They'll tell you straight up exactly what you need. And, and you might have to go get straight to the hospital for, it and for IV antibiotics. I mean, has that happened before where people have come in and you've had to send them in to the oh, hospital? Frequently. Frequently, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, it really is. And, and a lot of times, I mean, that really is a good point because even my physician friends will talk about this and they'll mention something about teeth and they look at me and they kind of start hunch over and they laugh and they go, we don't know anything about teeth. Like, we weren't taught anything in school. We don't know how to diagnose. We don't even, we don't know how to do an oral exam. And I'm like, it's so funny how we're so separated uh, in that regard, it's really a disservice because we have patients that come to us on Monday mornings after they had a toothache on the weekend and they went to the ER 
and the, you, you can hear what they're telling us the doctor told them and we're like, we're floored, you know, um, because of the lack of information, lack of knowledge they have. There's no so, crossover. There's no, there, there's no nothing. commingling of, of it. And it's same, same with Amy and her deviated septum. I mean, it's a very unique type of doctor that does yeah. that. And there's not a carryover crossover, but they have so much intertwined in the body that if you just right. had any kind of understanding of it, you could diagnose better. Right. No, it is true. I guess it's just, it's good advice that Amy just gave as far as um, know when to go to the dentist. And we deal with this all the time where people will come to us and they'll say, you know, we've been to a neuros neurologist, we've been to, um, you know, all these different specialists, endocrinologists. I mean, the list gets crazy where I'm just going, well, how did you figure that? think that you needed to go there. And it's all because of a, a toothache. And so what we'll do in our office is we've got a CD, a 3D CAT scan. And when we take a CAT scan, you can see exactly what's going on. I kind of call it like a video uh, instead of getting a single picture, mm -hmm. the clarity, everything, the accuracy is so much better. When we look at it and we go, cha-ching, there it is right there, you know, and we treat that tooth and everything gets better. And then the patient, those are the kind of people that I say we like transform their lives because yeah. they've had some kind of lingering issue. And like you were saying earlier, people interpret pain differently. And sometimes, sometimes tooth pain is, is considered deep pain. Like, like when you have a heart attack, your arm might hurt. It's a deep pain. Your body doesn't know how to perceive that. So when you've got the right technology and you can really uh, look at it, you know, with the correct lens, you can diagnose so much better you can see so much better. I think that's, that's really that's cool. Probably, besides y'all are very um, specialized dentists, your equipment that you have invested in for your practices is all state of the art. Um, it is it's so far advanced. And one of the things that I loved about the, the office was your equipment that you used for making a crown. You guys make the mm -hmm. crown office and most people or most dentists don't have that equipment. They have to put a temporary on and then they have to send it off. And you're going through this long period of having to go back and, and then adjust it. It's all done in the office and they know the equipment or they know the uh, the formula and the substances that you're putting in those crowns as well. That's what I, that's what I loved. Yeah. It is amazing. What is the correlation between dental hygiene and disease? And, and the, I'm asking that in the form of people. Uh, and, and I did not realize this until a few years ago that the nerves that are in your mouth are going straight down to your heart. So Tell us about that bacteria that they're finding in the heart that's from the mouth. So there's a specifically, uh, there's been research done on, it's called bacterial endocarditis. And from research, what they've done, what they've been able to find out is that the same bacteria that resides in the mouth, and let's just say only resides in the mouth, has been, has been found on the valves of the heart, uh, thus resulting in bacterial endocarditis. So... That's like the first link. That's one of those things that um, when people have issues with valves in their heart that uh, we as dentists take seriously because we don't want to uh, initiate that blood release where it's going to be uh, stirred up, so to speak, where it becomes systemic. Um, but, you know, it's interesting with, with gum disease. One of those things that we find is so many other concomitant diseases, uh, which is an interesting correlation there in itself because it's kind of like... Um, if you have one disease, or let's just say if you have type 2 diabetes, then you're probably overweight. Uh, that's called a concomitant disease. You got obesity with diabetes. So gum disease is like associated with almost, <laughs> I mean, it's it's crazy how many times gum disease is related to other diseases. I'm not saying it's a correlation. I'm saying it's a concomitant relationship. Does that make sense? It's like yes. the arm hurting with a heart attack. The gums are hurting because something yeah. else is going in the body. Yeah, something else is going to be going on. Well, I mean, if you think about type two diabetes, of course, that you could look into someone's mouth and say, hey, there's some stuff going on there. It, it, you're right. It does connect. I mean, and with type two diabetes, that person, their their pancreas has decided to uh, resist and um, your body's now insulin resistant because you've kept your blood sugar too high. Well, if you've kept your blood sugar too high, chances are you've got a lot of sugars in your mouth and creating decay and, and bacteria. This may be a very simple question, but I think it's important. How many times should we be brushing our teeth per day? 
It's simple. I'll give you some cliff notes. Let's just say if there is somebody that only wants to brush their teeth once a day, heaven forbid, at nighttime is the most important time to brush your teeth because you're basically, if you remember from seventh grade science, you made this little Petri dish and you put bacteria on it and it grows and it grows under a warm, wet environment. So that's exactly what our mouth becomes at night is a warm, wet environment. So if you brush your teeth before you go to bed, don't leave food, food particles in there for your body to digest. Uh, and when I say digest is because we do have something called amylase in our saliva that breaks down carbohydrates. And that process can also be negative for us by having those carbohydrates on your teeth while you go to bed. So twice a day, you want to brush in the morning. Um, so it's really not a short answer. <laughs> I tell people, sometimes people need to, sometimes people need to wait 30 minutes before they brush their teeth in the morning, drink some water, kind of neutralize the acid that's in your mouth. Uh, because what, what we find with people that have gastric reflux disease over uh, at night, they'll basically have reflux and it puts uh, acid in their mouth. Well, it's kind of like having bad breath. You don't know you have it. That taste, you get desensitized called sensory deprivation. You lose that sense. And you wake up in the morning where well, your teeth have basically been bathed in acid. So then you start going and scrubbing them real hard with your hard bristle brush, which I don't recommend. Um, no dentist has ever recommended those, by the way. And it's kind of funny when they say nine out of 10, 10 dentists recommend this. It's like, well, they've never asked our opinion. I don't know one dentist that's ever been asked what their opinion what is. You, yeah. What, so. what did you say? They don't recommend what? A certain type of toothbrush? A hard, a hard oh, okay, toothbrush. Okay. So hard toothbrushes are wonderful for detail cleaning, like your car, electronics, <laughs> not your um, teeth, tight, you know, tight little spots, not your teeth. It feels really good. So a lot of people, they like the hard brush because they let the fuzzy sweaters get on their teeth and they get kind of a lot of plaque buildup. And then it, it makes their teeth feel really clean because they polish them down. Well, you're blunting your gums. You're hurting your natural defense, which your gums, your gums are your little buddies. They protect everything. They keep the, they're like an O-ring or a gasket. They keep the outside from the inside. So your teeth are the only external part of your skeleton. Uh, so you need your gums to be healthy. That's one of the most, that's a, the most important reason that your gums need to be healthy so kind of went off on a little tangent but um this but uh yeah so the so brushing in the morning i always say anybody has gastric reflux rinse with sodium um or like some um not sodium hydroxide sorry i've been working too much um sodium bicarbonate <laughs> sodium bicarbonate yeah arm and hammer um one of so those sodium bicarbonate sodium is like a is I mean, the generic brand of that's baking soda right Baking soda. Yeah, baking soda. That's what I was looking for. Um, sorry, I just got to doing a project where I had, I mean, a cleaning a clogged drain where I had to use some sodium. Hydroxide. You got to break this down into 30. Don't, Don't be that. using big words. It's just baking soda. <laughs> I know. So, <laughs> just big. I, I forgot what so, it was. One time I remember I forgot what gums were called because we call them gingerbread, but I had to be like, what else do we call it? It's a short word. So. Um. <laughs> When I went to a concert last week or two weeks ago in Dallas, this guy mm -hmm. um, goes, he snorted like, he goes, and then he spit. Oh. And I don't know why I looked, but I looked <laughs> and it was a very bad decision. I looked and it was a large spit wad of throw up. And Thank you for sharing. Thank oh, you. yeah. I had never in my life seen anybody do that. And, and this guy, it, he was unfazed by it. Like he just kept on walking with this and they were laughing having a good time. And I was like, holy crap, this is a normal thing. That must be what GERD is. He, he, it, it makes me gag just thinking about it. But then I started thinking about his teeth and I was like, he is, he's literally spitting up acid the second it comes up. Oh my gosh. Oh. I would carry sodium bicarbonate in my pocket all the time. Oh, he needs to. He needs to. Because he'll he'll look like, if you've ever seen what a horse, horse teeth look like, they just start wearing flat. And that's what people with gastro reflux will start to look like after a while. They just have completely flat teeth. And then the distance between their chin and their nose gets smaller. They look like they've had a reverse facelift. Then they just think, oh, I'm getting old, you know? And it's like, no, you got a disease. It's oh, wow. Hard. That's crazy. So, yeah, we see that a lot in the office and our advice is go get checked for that. And what's funny is people, a lot of people are resistant to it because they, 
I guess they want to be willfully ignorant. I'm not really sure what the best way to put it is, but they don't like to be told that they have some problem that could be affecting them that's not related to their teeth, so to speak, you know? Um, so that always puzzles me why people are kind of like, no, no, I don't, ha I don't have reflux, you know? And it's like, well, you, you cough a lot, <laughs> you know, throughout the day, you got a hoarse voice, you got, you have all these other symptoms, right? So I always say the footprints are in the sand. I can see that I can see it in your teeth. The patterns are, are very evident. So next time when you go see your doctor, go ask him to investigate some reflux. And I say there's another reason that you see so many Prilosec commercials on TV, Nexium commercials. I mean, they're everywhere because so many people have it. Yeah, all of sad, these things, actually. all of these things that we've talked about drastically affect your overall health. And if someone is going through life, you're, I just I can't imagine how much better in life that you could perform and live joyfully and do work for God's kingdom if you're feeling just at the top of your game. I, I when I wake up in the morning, I expect to feel like I'm on top of a mountain and I'm just like, oh, I'm just feeling the air and the sun and the wind. And I, I just I want to feel alive like a superhero. And I want to feel like that every day. And there are days I get knocked down. But yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's just being pure joyful, having joy every single day. You can just do so much better in this world. And um, anyway, so what about flossing? How many times a day should somebody floss and why? Oh, man. Flossing is the only opportunity that your teeth get the chance to separate from one another because they all touch. And where they touch is where the cavities form because it never gets to be separated. So it'll form this little... Uh, this plaque forms this little polysaccharide bond where it kind of is real sticky and gooey. So, oh my gosh, if people flossed, I'd go out of business. I mean, it's one of those <laughs> things that I tell people like, just do this. Like, why not? I mean, they've got floss sticks. We've got any kind of floss that you can think of that's, you just need to do something. So I'm huge on floss. When I was a young dentist, I kind of thought, you know, I think you could probably get in there with a water pick and a toothbrush and clean your teeth good enough. And it's like my 83 year old mentor just told me in, in uh, um, Guatemala, you know, he was saying, it's the only chance your teeth get to not touch one another. And I'm like, that's true. I've never looked at it that way because I've always hated flossing. Like the floss sticks are so much better than the actual floss itself. It's so much easier and more convenient. Yeah. But I always thought you just rinse your mouth out yeah. every night with, with, mouthwash that it gets right. in there but i never thought about the teeth touching and that that string actually separates them for that that split second it does it does because our teeth they're not fixed in the bone they have a periodontal ligament so it's basically like a little um shock absorber around the tooth so your teeth are dynamic they'll move and flex in the bone because of that periodontal ligament so you don't have any harm to your teeth if anything you're doing good you're stimulating it people say oh but when i floss it bleeds and I look at that person right in the eyes and I say, floss more. <laughs> if you, if you stir it up, if you stimulate that tissue, then you'll cause healing. It'll heal because the body heals itself. You know, doctors, dentists, chiropractors, anybody, we don't heal anything. All we do is facilitate healing. I can't do anything to heal anybody, but Leviticus says life's in the blood, you know? So if you can, if you can get that blood to, to reach that area, it's kind of like fresh air in a stale room. You know, it just makes everything hmm. better. That's how you create healing. So flossing is wildly important. Wildly. I just I never about, looked at it that way. That that's going to get me to floss a lot more. Maybe my son will keep telling me I don't have bad <laughs> breath anymore. So I love those little flossers, those little portable flossers. And I think it's important to get your kids to floss. My my six year old, he loves to use them, even though his teeth are not touching right now. Mm -hmm. Doing it now, as they grow and they do start to touch then it's going to, it's just going to be a complete habit for him. I will say I you cannot bet. stand it when people floss at the restaurant table. I don't know why it just grosses <laughs> me out. Like people just go to the bathroom, Man, please go to the bathroom. That is, that always shocks me. The, yeah. I don't know why the people worst do that. for me is when, when you see them getting a toothpick or something, they pick it out of their mouth and then you see them like chewing. So they, they pick something out of their tooth and yeah. now they're chewing it up. That to me is just like horrible. Just gag me. It, it is. I, I cannot be a dentist. I because I get really <laughs> out. 
I get really grossed out by nasty <laughs> deep. Um, and no offense, but to anyone who might have trouble, that was really rude. Maybe we should cut that out. Okay. Hey, All it's, right. tr- it's truthful. Just hey. go with it. And by the way, <laughs> there's lots of jobs I wouldn't want to do either. By the way, lots of jobs. Yeah. Trey. Uh, Why'd you say proctologist in my name? Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> your breath doesn't stink, by the way. Thank it's you. because you drink protein shakes in the morning. Uh, that's your smoothie. We don't and need for to break reason, it down. I, okay, I just had to say it. My husband does not have it. All right. Um, last question. Do you have any crazy dental story that you've experienced? Oh, man. That you're not going against HIPAA and you can uh, share. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have lots of stories that might be kind of gross that it's just kind of like, pus and blood, those kind of things just kind of get in your way of seeing. You ca- so you kind of view them differently. So you kind of, I can't really say that I get I grossed out at any point with something in the mouth. And I kind of say it's my job. Just like I tell my wife when she goes to the doctor, she's embarrassed to do something. I'm like, it's the doctor's job. That's what they do all day. They're never, ever going to be embarrassed by anything you have to offer or whatever you can do. Um, but probably one of the biggest shocks, uh, I, I've done a lot of mission trips and the worst teeth that I've ever seen have been in East Texas. <laughs> yeah, baby. And when I say when I say the worst teeth, things that you just don't get an opportunity to see as a dentist very often, especially like there is actually a big difference between the type of teeth that you see in Conroe as opposed to the woodlands. The, the woodlands you don't get to see near as extreme uh, neglect, I would say. But East Texas was worse than Nicaragua, Guatemala, Mexico, crazy. <laughs> anywhere <laughs> I've been. And I'm, and it breaks my heart because these guys see commercials on TV about toothbrushes. Whereas I was in a village in Nicaragua where they use a root, you know, that kind of frays and that's how they chew on that root and their teeth were great. were phenomenal. It's a, there's a difference between so, neglect and ignorance, you know, it, neglect is, is, you know, and you're not right. doing anything about it. Ignorance is you don't know another way. And that's the yeah. third world country that you're in in Nicaragua that they, they were ignorant to the, the right way to do it because they were never shown. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. Yeah. I hate to let you down by not having some wonderful story or some, <laughs> some dramatic, um, some story. But I mean, as a dentist, sometimes you go home with a piece of tooth in your hair or something like that, that, that hits you and you kind of get good at, at finding out when a tooth but don't ask me how a tooth gets there. It's just kind of things that, things that go along with some kind of surgeries. But, um, um, oh, can I go back to one point that you were mentioning about life and overall health? And when you wake up and all this kind of stuff, we didn't even talk about airway. And airway is one of the biggest things that we as dentists, well, as a lot of dentists, we've been trained in, it in our office. We take it seriously as airway. And uh, what that means is breathing at night. And waking up feeling like you should, as opposed to waking up feeling like you just got drugged by yeah. a truck. And that's one of the biggest overall health things that, that I think I see. One of the things that, you know, I try to take a holistic approach when we see a patient in the chair. We don't just look at teeth. We look at the tongue, the cheeks. We do an oral cancer screening. We do an airway assessment where we can actually look at the airway. And we start young with children on this too. Like you mentioned, your son being six and having space in between his teeth. That's a wonderful sign for a child. Parents always say, oh, he's got spaced out teeth. And I'm like, I start clapping. I'm just like, oh, I wish my kids did, you know, Uh, because airway spaces in between teeth means that your arch is developing and your arch is right under your nose and your nose is where you breathe. If you start breathing with your mouth, called mouth breathing, then you're going to have increased CO2 because you're going to be blowing off. You're basically in a position where you're almost like hyperventilating all day. And then your cheeks being open are going to narrow your arch because that pressure, how orthodontics works. So if you've ever seen how braces work, it's the tiniest little wire that's connected to these teeth that moves these teeth. So the cheeks in the same way do this. So if this is a little rant, I don't want to take up too much time, but but this is like super important to me. (laughs) It It narrows the arch, narrows the airway, which, which can have issues of narrowing the um, nasal passages that's why deviated septum, like I heard you mention earlier, can be a big issue because if you deviate the septum, then you, you're basically impeding that airway so you're not breathing well. So airway management is a huge thing. And we've got um, in the medical community, the biggest thing that is prescribed is a CPAP. So CPAPs 
are incredibly effective when they're used, but the compliancy rate on, on CPAPs are terrible. They're like less than 50%. And insurance still pays for it. It's like the biggest mystery in medicine. Like, how do they pay for something that people don't yeah. use? They don't want that but big on their anyway, face. Anyway, that's a... They have people like... No, they don't. They want to say, hey, we struck the check. So yeah. if, 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 if somebody but, went in and did like a... Because I'm I'm curious and intrigued now because I had no clue. I, I've always despised going to the dentist because of the, the, I guess, the fear I've had of the, the drill and the pain. But this is just so much more than yeah. just going to get in a cavity or having your teeth and gums clean. Like it's an it's an actual right. overall health item that needs to be checked off in your list of making sure you do and maintain because it's going to have so many more other effects. So if I went into your yeah. office and which I'm going to now, um, they can do an overall assessment on me like the first time I go in. Right, right. Yeah, we we take a we take a lot of thorough uh, rec or records at the beginning, and I always say diagnosis means knowledge across time. So the more knowledge that we can get about you, meaning records, the better diagnosis we can make. And so we're really thorough at the beginning of taking a lot of records. And a lot of people say, "Hey, did you really need an hour and a half or two hours for this appointment?" <laughs> and we say, "Well." If we start with this baseline, you know, I can take a CT scan and I can look at it five years later and we can tell if anything changed. I mean, we can mirror the two images. It's phenomenal what we can do with technology now. So I would say, yeah, it's worth it. But airway is one of the biggest things because, you know, I've got some guy friends coming to visit me next week. And I was just, I just kind of was having this thought. All, all four of these guys, one of them is my brother all have appliances that I've made for them that they wear when they sleep at night. And, and it's kind of funny because these are guys that know me intimately <laughs> and they're the ones that wear these appliances because I know their wives very well too. And the wives will tell me, Hey, he snores or it sounds like he stops breathing at night, which is apnea, uh, which is really, really, a, you want to talk about concomitant diseases. That's one that is a killer. Uh, it's a life shortener. It's the best way to die young is to not breathe at night. So, so we, we make appliances that can reposition the jaw forward, which is the first thing you're supposed to do with somebody in CPR. Well, actually you're supposed to call for 911 <laughs> and get consent, which that's a new rule. Are you serious that right now? Crazy, oh, excuse me. Hold on. Let me call. You have to, yeah, you'd have to get consent. That didn't make any sense to me. I can't, I can't even believe that. So it's, it, Every CPR yeah. training I've ever been into, it was, excuse me, sir, are you okay? Are you okay? And then you look over at someone and you say, you, call 911. And then, sir, <laughs> let me check the airway. So you're having to say, sir, call 911. Yeah. He's not answering. Let, yeah. let me wait to call 911. Right, don't wait right. to call 911. Yeah, if they're completely unresponsive, then you have, then you don't have to. But, I mean, it's it's, it's just kind of blew my mind to get consent from somebody. Um I don't know when that just came out, but I just had to renew recently. And I read that and I just started laughing. I was like, cause I missed the question and I'm like, I don't like missing questions like that. But. <laughs> you got it wrong and it bothered you. <laughs> I don't know. It bothered me. I was mad. So, um, anyway, but airway, if we reposition the jaw forward, it opens the airway physically opens it up, mechanically opens it up. Uh, so that you can breathe and you can do a sleep study of before and after. And you can see, Hey, we had periods where you're just weren't breathing at night. And then if you mechanically open by repositioning your jaw forward with an appliance, then voila, it's fixed. And the compliancy rates a lot better than a CPAP because nobody wants to, you know, go to, go to a men's retreat, go on a, a women's retreat at church. Everybody's embarrassed, you know, or the snorers want to sleep in the same yeah. room or they're the ones that have the CPAP, you know, there's nothing sexy about mm -hmm. a CPAP. So a lot of people just put it off and don't want to do it. We go we go on a guy's trip every year, and, and three out of the seven guys have CPAP machines, and and we literally stick them in the same room mm -hmm. together. It's like that's the Star Wars room. You guys are sleeping <laughs> over there. <laughs> that's I right. To, I that's have right. to contest that, um, or not contest. That's not the right word. I have to agree with you on the breathing. Um, I had my deviated septum surgery uh, with Dr. Kevin Smith. Um, he specializes in um, deviated septums, especially uh, as it relates to migraines and the entire, uh, the entire sinus cavity. And you guys are close friends because you, the sinuses are so close to the teeth. And I, yeah. uh, he, he specializes it for uh, migraines specifically. 
and he's a double board certified doctor, ENT and plastic surgeon. So I knew I was in good hands. I cannot believe uh, I am 55 days free, actually 57 days free of a migraine. Uh, it's changed, changed wow. so much. I, Insane. I, everything that we do, everything that I live my life for is to avoid a migraine. And that means that I'm walking on eggshells every single day. And that's not a, a good way to live. I mean, where I'm at right now, I'm in Austin at my sister's house. I haven't been able to stay here for a long time because I would get a migraine for some reason here. And, and wow. I'm able to stay here. I woke up great this morning. So your, your breathing, it, when I had that surgery and it, it had, obviously I'm going to have inflammation in my sinuses, my teeth were affected. I felt my teeth aching because of the uh, inflammation. It's all related and it affects your energy levels. It affects your digestion. It affects your sleep, all of mm -hmm. it. It's all encompassing. So, you know, people are trying to That's go right. to the next fad diet or get a personal trainer. Um, you know, do this cleanse and that cleanse. How about go get the foundations of your health checked out through your sinuses, check your dental, right. those things first. So. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree with that because in, in you, our society is so quick. They want a quick pill for everything. They want a mm -hmm. quick fix. And it's like, Hey, the system, the system's got to operate correctly. The oxygen's got to flow. You got to be breathing right. You're teeth need to be touching your joints need to be in the right positions. I mean, there's lots of things that are, you don't need a pill yeah. for <laughs> you can modulate. Well, Dr. Brett Murphy, I just love following your journey. I love, uh, hearing your heart and your passion for dental and, uh, dental work and, and how you're bringing this, um, uh, portable kit around to these communities that y'all are visiting. I love the example that you're setting to live life joyfully and appreciate the sunsets and the sunrises and uh, how you are as a husband and a father. I mean, I know you don't know me very well, but I've, I've known Crystal since I remember when you opened your first office. We worked together at the YMCA teaching body pump here. Yeah, and uh, or she taught body combat, <laughs> but um, I just I love following your life and and how you are as a man. Uh, your parents have got to be proud. So anyway, well, thank you for that. I appreciate that a lot. It means well, a lot. thank you for coming on here and taking time out of your Caribbean day. And uh, if anybody wants to follow um, um, Dr. Brett Murphy and Crystal Murphy and the family, you can go to at Cruising Colette. And if you'd like to find the Woodlands Family Dental, you can just type in woodlandsfamilydental.com, right? Isn't that the website? Yep. Yeah. And you can do woodlandsdental.com or woodlandsdental.com okay. as well. All right. And then we've got an office in West University. So our West University is westufamilydental.com. Okay. Well, I can tell All you, right. you've definitely inspired me to go to your facility because I've just dreaded dentistry. So I'm going to step out of my, my fear and, and go get that foundation checked out. I would love to have you that our, our mission statement is to glorify God in our community by providing an exceptional dental experience through hospitality, quality, amenities, and efficiency. I love that. So that's our goal is to make that experience wonderful for people because most people don't. No, like I love that. And, and I, I love, I love, I met you years ago at your house in, um, on Lake Conroe. Um, we went out there for, for, for a barbecue and just your, your, your hospitality, your humility, and just, just like Amy said, who you are as, as a man and, and in our community, it's, it's inspiring. And, uh, we need more men and, and women like you and Crystal that can pave the path for, for others to just say, man, this can be done. You're living your dreams. You really are. It's really cool. Oh. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Trey. Have thank a you. wonderful day and uh, go look at that sunrise for us. Well, I guess it'd be sunset. Have some ceviche for us. Have sure some ceviche. We're jealous. All right. Look, yeah. Looking forward to that. Thank All you right. so much. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of According to the Castles with Amy and Trey. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. To stay up to date with the castles, follow Amy on Instagram at acastles. Until next time, have faith, enjoy life, and love abundantly.
There are so many supplements out there. How do you choose? If there was just one supplement that Trey and I would recommend, it's definitely Ningxia Red. We have consistently drank Ningxia every day since May of 2015. It's a whole body health and wellness supplement that's a powerhouse full of antioxidants and nutrition. Ningxia Red is made with pureed wolfberries, also known as goji berries, along with blueberry, plum, cherry, aronia, and pomegranate juices. These are very high in antioxidants that boost immunity and protect your body against oxidative stress. It also has food-grade essential oils like orange and lemon, yuzu, and tangerine. These provide an incredible dose of D-limonene. Trust me, Google that. This is just a two-ounce shot of liquid gold, and it supports your body for better energy and healthy cellular function. Why is that? Well, that's because you're getting antioxidants equivalent to eating like eight pounds of carrots and 16 whole oranges. Trust me, your liver and your eyes will thank you. If you'd like more information, visit my website, www.amycastles.com. What was the first thing that your mom would ask you before you'd go to bed at night? Did you brush your teeth? I don't know about you, but my mom always asked that. Since I was a kid, healthy gums and teeth have always been important to me. But after a lot of research, I figured out that there's actually a lot of junk in the commercial toothpaste. Everything from SLS to artificial flavors and colors, sweeteners even. And I didn't like the way that they didn't actually get my teeth super clean. I felt like they weren't really actually supporting good overall oral health. Well, I'm so excited to tell you about a product that I created in 2016. Sparkle Dust is a non-toxic, chemical-free tooth cleansing powder that instantly brightens and strengthens and remineralizes your teeth and your gums. It will leave your teeth feeling like never before. They will feel cleaner, smoother, and brighter. You will feel like you just left the dentist. I love that feeling. Sparkle Dust is made from nine different organic earth-sourced ingredients, including minerals and clays. It's a natural solution proven to get you the smile that you've always dreamed of. Learn more about Sparkle Dust by visiting my website at www.mysparkledust.com.